You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Ephesians chapter number 6, and we'll begin reading in verse number 10, and I want to get right into it, and uh, we'll try to be out here on time tonight. Ephesians chapter number 6, begin reading in verse number 10, we'll read down through the first part of verse number 14, and then I'll give you the thought for the message. Thank you for being in church on Wednesday night, and for being faithful to the house of God, and I'm praying God will speak to us this evening. Ephesians chapter number 6 and verse number 10, look at the Bible with me, it says, Finally, my brethren... Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. I might have made mention of this before, but I'll say it again. I think that can refer to a day, like in the life of Job, a day when it really feels like literally all hell has broken loose on your life. But I also believe that can refer to the day that we live in, the era that we live in. It's an evil day. It's the last days. The Bible said perilous times characterize those days. So these admonishments are for people living in an evil hour. And it says, and having done all to stand, stand therefore. Now he'll begin to list the various pieces of our our armor. And he begins, he initiates it by saying this, having your loins girt about with truth. If you study it, and I'll mention it later in the message, if we consider the, the loins, we're talking about that center point of your body. It's that stabilizing area. Everything else is bound together, knotted together by that area, your your belt line, your midsection. And he's saying you need truth tied around you to stabilize you, to gird you, to buckle, be your buckler, if you will, to bulwark you, to temper you, to give you the ability to stand. Before you put on any of this other armor, you have to have truth in its place because truth ties everything else together. If you don't start with truth, the breastplate, the helmet, the sword, none of it will do you any good if we don't start from the foundation of truth. For a little while this evening, I want to preach on this thought. You better tie it up tight with truth. Your life, your mind, your heart, you better tie it up tight. With truth. Let's pray. God, please help me tonight. I pray for liberty to preach and power in Jesus' name. Amen. If you want to cause rabid debate and emotional meltdowns in our day, just let people know that there is an absolute body of truth. It is too much for a liberal mind to stand, it is too narrow for secular comprehension, it's too bigoted for just about anybody who follows cultural. Rationale. Sadly to say it, but it's true, truth is a battleground topic in our day. It's a battleground topic in our schools. It's a battleground topic in science. It's a battleground topic in medicine. It's a battleground topic in public arenas. Sadly, truth is a battleground topic in churches. 
I was reading a statement made by a church in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in fact, and it said, contrary to popular concepts, truth is not static. It is organic. Truth is constantly shifting and evolves and expands, and truth improves. They said truth is fluid. The Irish playwright Oscar Wilde made this statement. I don't believe there's a dumber statement ever made, except for the one I just read. He, he made the statement. He said, the truth is rarely pure and never simple. I don't think I could disagree with that statement anymore because I believe the truth is always pure and truth is always simple. They're trying to tell us truth is fluid. What that means is truth is unstable. Truth can change. That's how you've come up with multiple genders and multiple identities of race and multiple personalities because you have multiple truth. Just describe fluidity to any area of life and there you have it. You say, well, that sounds insane. It is insane, but sadly, that is the sentiment of the majority of people that you live by, that you work with, and that you try to coexist among in the world today. They oppose the truth, they're offended by the truth, and they try to replace the truth with whatever their truth is. Back in 2019, then-candidate Joe Biden made the statement, first of many, maybe he said, we must choose truth over facts. I'm waiting on all the blonde teenage girls here. We're ready? And that's sad. But can I tell you something? That's how it is in our world today. It's either an obvious misconception or it's a pilfering on purpose of misinformation when it comes to truth. From Columbus to George Washington, from chromosomes to the Constitution, truth is relative, truth can change, and they say truth is fluid. So I want to ask the question tonight, what is truth? Pilate asked the question. According to the dictionary, truth is this, the actual state of a matter, conformity with fact or reality. It is a verified or indisputable fact, proposition, principle, or the like. Pilate asked that statement. He literally asked it, what is truth? And he's acknowledging the fact that he is not settled on what fact actually is. He is not sure of reality. His life is not bound or tied together by any indisputable position or principle. As he said that, what is truth? He is advertising an arrogant agnosticism and a proud ignorance that we see prevalent in our society today. He's like a ship at sea that has no anchor. He's like a feather in the breeze that is blown about with what Ever comes his way. His life is not girded, if you will, by any verified proposition. And sadly, that is the position of the world at large in our generation. I want you to understand that truth is under attack. It is under attack by design. It is under attack by redefinition. And it is under attack by deliberate forces of evil. There is an all-out attack on the understanding of what truth is in our generation. Tonight, truth is not logic. Truth is not rationale. Truth is not pragmatism. Truth is not your preference. Truth is not subjective. Truth is not fluid. Truth is not transition. Truth is fixed. It is static. Truth is foundational. My Bible says in Proverbs 23, 23, buy the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom, instruction, and understanding. The fact I'm told to buy it tells me truth must exist. And the fact that it has a price.
Christ tells me that truth is precious. Tonight, truth is not something that you can afford to walk through the marketplace of life, browse past, and choose not to purchase. You and I need to buy the truth and not put it up for sale. Buy the truth and hold it tight. Buy the truth and tie our life up to the truth. But here's my fear. Today, truth has been sold out. Even if you offer it at a bargain price and make it as easy to understand as you can, it's passed over and neglected. Error is the intellectual and emotional opium of the hour. It's like the Bible says, men are ever learning and yet never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. We have Facebook fact checkers and Twitter censorship. And today we let error into the front door and evict truth out the back door. You see, what do you mean? The world would rather hear and hold to a lie that soothes their sinfulness than believe truth that demands their holiness. Most people today want their ears scratched and their heart left unpricked. John Stewart, the uh, celebrity, the, the late night TV show host, was talking about sex and gender identity just recently. And he said, sex and gender are highly contested topics right now. I don't know where, not, not here, but maybe where he is. They're often portrayed as being a simple binary decision, man or woman, but that's not all there is. While it may be true for many of us, the fact is it's more complicated than that. Apple News today on my phone had a headline that said this, no single trait makes you a man or a woman. Not chromosomes, not hormones, not anatomy. They better check themselves into someplace with a lot of padding in a hurry. It is easier to say that a man is a woman if he wants to be a woman than it is to say that God has an absolute standard of truth. It is easier for a woman to say she's a man if she feels like it than to say there's an absolute standard of truth. Cancel culture is what they call that if you say that there is truth. But I think we should relabel the cancel culture crowd as truth dysmorphia people. <laughs> Say amen right there. They've got more than a mental disorder. They have a spiritual disorder. It is much easier to say that something happened billions of years ago that cannot be contested or proven with any kind of science or anything else because you weren't around to see it and neither was the scientist that it is to say in the beginning God created everything. It takes a lot off of the conscience to say that you came from an amoeba that came uh, from nowhere and then grew up into a monkey and went up into a tree than to say that God breathed into the uh, breath of Adam, uh, the breath of life, and he became a, a, a living soul. It's a lot easier to deny the truth and cling to error. It's a lot easier to blame guns than to blame a man who used the gun. It's a lot easier to blame hairspray in a gas station than natural atmospheric cycles. <laughs> Amen. It's much easier to refuse to acknowledge undeniable science and base actions on emotion than it is to come to terms with what truth is, even if it contradicts how you feel. I think about it. Genesis chapter 3 is the first example of somebody claiming, well, that's my truth. The devil got Eve to doubt the word of God. Troy Aikman, Brother Sly and I were talking about this. Troy Aikman jumped on the NFL because the NFL is penalizing players for playing tackle football, not two-hand touch even though they're played to play tackle football. 
But uh, if you tackle the quarterback, then you get a penalty. And Troy Aikman said, uh, these men in the NFL need to take their skirts off. Yeah. And now everybody's having a fit about it. I mean, it just triggered the entire world, you know, that he would say such a thing. That's where we're living at today. Somebody could look at a duck and say, I believe that duck is a dog. And you have to bow down to that and say, come here, Rover. You know what I mean? Even though he quacks at you while you're saying it. That's where we're living at today. Russell Olaf was right. The inmates are running the asylum. And here's the problem. Big ships can't sail up tiny streams and truth cannot live in a carnal mind. It is easier to alleviate the consequences of my actions by avoiding truth. It's like this. To say that an unborn child is not an unborn child is a lot easier than reckoning with the truth that I'm a murderer that took the life of a baby in the womb of its mother. Everyone wants to live in fairy tale land and nobody wants to live in fact land. They want to say, well, a male can compete in female athletics if he thinks he's a woman. My thing would be make that man get in the weight room, learn how to play the sport or go do something else if he's no good at it. Same in right there. But we'd just rather have the, the myth over the fact. Now, here's where we're at today. Isaiah 59, 14, and judgment is turned away backward and justice standeth afar off for truth is fallen in the street and equity cannot enter. Jeremiah 7, 28, but thou shalt say unto them, this is a nation that obeyeth not the voice of the Lord. Their God nor receiveth correction. Truth is perished and is cut off from their mouth. Romans 1, 25 sums it up. Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator. 2 Thessalonians 2.10, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. You say, I thought you're talking about spiritual warfare. Well, wake up, buttercup. I am. Spiritual warfare is all about an all-out attack on truth and what truth is. All of the blindness and all of the belligerency we see against truth today comes from one source, and that source is the source of everything that is anti-truth. It is more than media spin. It is more than political theater. It is more than liberal educators. It is more than a perverted groomer. It is an absolute satanic attack on God. Wickedness loves error, but righteousness longs for truth. The Bible says Satan is a deceiver. He's a doubt causer. He's the one who births delusion. He's the father of lies and seared consciences and reprobate minds. He messes with the Bible and tries to mess with your brain. In John 8, 44, Jesus called him out and said, he is a liar and the father of it. So contrary to popular opinion and liberal redefinition and spiritual wickedness in high places, truth is not fluid. Everybody all right? Truth is not up for private interpretation. Truth does not care what you feel. Truth is not a victim to change. Truth is not succumbing to culture. It's an unchanging absolute. Truth does not cower in a day of deception, nor will it silence his song amongst the chorus of liars. The Bible says, whew, I feel like preaching right there. The Bible says to buy the truth and to sell it not. In a day of error, buy the truth and sell it not. In a day of misinformation, we are to buy the truth and sell it not. The command is tie yourself up tight with the truth. Now, now listen, truth is always true. Truth is always accurate. Truth is always correct. Truth is always crystal clear. Truth is a guarantee. Truth is reliable. Truth is money in the bank. Truth is without error. Truth is without mixture. Truth is without flaw. And truth is without deformity. Truth is valiant. Truth is victorious. And truth is vivacious. It outlives and outlasts any error. Truth does not need to apologize. Truth 
truth does not need amended and truth does not require an addendum. If truth was a pool of water, it is crystal clear water. If truth is something precious, it's a pearl with no imperfection. Truth is never murky. Truth is never muddy. And truth never gets foggy. Truth stands like a granite mountain against the winds of change and the torrents of compromise. Truth does not ask me what I think. Truth does not ask me how it makes me feel. Truth is not concerned with my emotional state. Truth is not impressed with the volume of my rabid opinion. Truth stands. Truth in its essence is pure. Truth is perpetual. Uh, truth is characterized by power. It is not moved by my appeal. It is not altered by my opinion. It does not bow to my preference. It is an absolute standard and it does not lower itself so that it can make you or I feel comfortable. It says, come on up here. The air is better where I am. Truth does not lower the standard. Truth is not born in the speech of the politician. Truth is not defined by the academic's textbook. Truth is not declared by the loudest voice in culture. Truth is not formulated by some societal elite thinker. Romans 3, 4 says, God forbid, yea, let God be true. And every man a liar. I want you to know that truth abides much higher than the high court. And truth lives much higher than the high rises. It doesn't get bought with high offers, and it's not impressed with high minds. And if you want to survive in spiritual warfare, you must buy the truth and sell it not. You've got to tie yourself up tight in the truth. Truth stands. John 8, 32, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Philippians 4, 8, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, think on these things. So here in Ephesians 6 is the command that we must take our stand, but we have to take our stand bound up, wrapped up, girded about with the truth. There's a verse in Ephesians chapter 4, and I believe that verse probably triggers every truth denier in our world today. And by the way, if they're a Bible denier, then they are a truth denier. It does not pacify. It does not pull any punches. It takes the gloves off and swears bare knuckle and anybody declares that they have their own version of the truth. Because there my Bible says in Ephesians 4.21 the truth is in Jesus. Can I say tonight the truth is not in some lying overpaid news anchor. The truth is not in some stuffy bottled glasses professor. The truth is not in some absent-minded forgetful president. The truth is not in some self-appointed expert. The the truth is not in some free ride, government money, communistic, community college student. The truth is only found in Jesus Christ. And no matter the source, I don't care the degree. I don't care the title. I don't care how high up the ladder they've gone. The Bible says at their best, they are a liar. There's only one that is true. There's only one that you can count on. Only one that's without any error. And Jesus is his name. Let God be true. Every man, every rich man, let him be a liar. Every poor man, let him be a liar. Every popular man, let him be a liar. Every powerful man, let him be a liar. Let the White House be a liar. Let the barroom be a liar. Let the university be a liar. Let the street corner be a liar. Let the gossip be a liar. The truth isn't found in a man. It's not found in the media. It's not found in a magazine. It's not found in a temporal means. It's only found in the Lord Jesus Christ. John 17, 17, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Psalm 19, 9, the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. 2 Samuel 7, 28, and now, O Lord God, thou art that God, and thy words be true. John 1, 14, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glories of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and 
truth. Jeremiah 10, 10, but the Lord is the true God. He's the living God and an everlasting king. So here it is tonight. If you want to stand, you've got to gird yourself with truth. And what I think that means is you've got to stand girded yourself with Jesus. Because truth is not what is truth. Truth is who is truth. And Jesus is the truth. He's the, true, he's the true bread, he's the true vine, and he's the true witness. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. When Pilate said, what is truth? He was staring eyeball to eyeball with the truth and failed to see him. I wish he just said, who is the truth? Maybe Jesus would have said, I am. That's who the truth is. Pilate had seen all these Roman soldiers. He'd seen them gird up his, their loins and get ready for battle. And yet there was that girdle, that belt of truth standing before him. He said, what is the truth? I want you to know tonight that Jesus Jesus is the truth. Your phone is not the truth. Your media is not the truth. Your neighbor is not the truth. The truth is only found in Jesus. His ways are true. His words are true. His works are true. His wisdom is true. His worship is true. His ways are true because he is that way. His word is true because he is that word. His works are true because he's the one who accomplishes the work. His truth is to be praised. His truth is to be practiced and esteemed very precious. He's truth in person. He's truth in principle and he's truth in performance. Jesus is the truth. You say, who is the truth? It's him. He embodies the truth. He exudes the truth. He executes the truth. He envelops the truth. His spirit is the spirit of truth. His abode is the habitation of truth. His church is the pillar and ground of the truth. His children walk in truth and his joy is knowing that they do. In Deuteronomy 32, 4, is that he is the rock. His work is perfect for all his ways our judgment, a God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he tonight. I want you to know you can't trust the news, but you can trust Jesus. He can be trusted. He's altogether true. Like light, he discerns. Like a vine, he invigorates. And like bread, he sustains. He's the true tabernacle. He's the true light and he is the true king. In Revelation 19, 11, the Bible said, and I saw heaven opened and behold a white horse and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. Psalm 31, 5. Into thine hand I commit my spirit. Thou hast redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. Tonight I'm glad in a changing world there's an unchanging Christ. In him is no variableness. In him is no shadow. And in him, thank God, is no turning. He is truth tonight. He's its spring. He's its genesis. And he is its source. If you want truth, you got to get to Jesus. His truth is what saves. His truth is what sanctifies. His truth is what secures and his truth is what steadies. 2 Corinthians eleven ten. as the truth of Christ is in me, no man shall stop me of this boasting. James 1, 18, of his own will beget he us up by the word of truth. His truth covers, his truth protects, his truth is my shield and his truth is my buckler. But truth is not simply what he spoke and it's not simply what he wrote. It's more than what he does. Truth is absolutely who he is. Psalm 85 and verse 10 tells me mercy and truth are met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Jesus is the embodiment of truth. If you study the armor, in fact, each piece is an attribute of Christ. From truth to righteousness. From the gospel to salvation. Ending with the word of God. Christ is all and in all. And he's all that you and I need to stand against the devil. Christ is in all of these and Christ is all of these and the command to adorn the armor of God is really just a command to put on Christ. Romans 13, 14 says, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. 
And in agreement with the divine order that he gave us in Ephesians 6, you start by putting on the truth. Now look what it says, and I'll, I'll, I'll be through. We're, all, we're, we're actually almost on time because I went quickly and I'm out of breath and I feel like I might pass out. So look at me. Ephesians 6, look at, with, look at it with me. Verse 14, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. That word gird means to secure, brace, support, fortify, or reinforce. Paul was well aware, as you are if you've studied, how male and female, soldier and civilian, young and old alike, would have worn a long flowing robe in that day. And just leisure, they could let that robe flow. But if they were going to go to work, or if they were going to go to war, they would have to bind up the bottom of their robe so that they were not encumbered. Truth will take a lot of the tangles out of your life. So they would take that, if this was, and they'd gird it up around themselves so that they could stand and so that they could move, so that they weren't hindered by that long robe. And it's interesting, the Bible says that we should take truth and wrap it around us like a soldier who's readying himself for battle. You ever notice this when you get tired? You know what you do? You rest yourself on your loins. A runner who is weary rests on his loins. A soldier who is tired in the battle, he can find strength and rest if he puts his weight on his loins. Because your loins are that which support all your body, basically. It holds it together. It ties your legs to your torso, your arms, your torso. It brings everything together. It's the strong point of the body. It's the stabilizing point of the body. And to be ready for battle, it says you've got to have truth wrapped around that point. You've got to reinforce that point. Truth has to hold it all together. If you skip over that, everything else is sort of on its own. He said truth is what glues it. Truth is what mortars it. Truth is what stabilizes it. The rest of the armor is prepared only after truth has been wrapped around you. So here's the message and we'll close. Tonight you better make a commitment to tie yourself up tight to the truth. Peter used the analogy and said, gird up the loins of your mind. You're going to have to guard yourself, your mind, your heart, your body, everything about you with truth. You can't get wrapped up in sources of information that have error, even a little bit of error mixed in. I tell you where you got to get your truth from is the Word of God. It's the only source of truth. That my truth, your truth stuff, that's straight out of hell. That's satanic is what it is. Because what that means is this. Somebody can question my opinion and that's all right, but they can't dare question my truth because then that's just overly offensive. They're a bigot. They're canceled and they're cast out. Do you better believe that's satanic right there? Because for somebody to tell me that I got to look at a dude in a dress and call him ma'am, can I say I'm not the one with the problem. That one over there is the one with the problem. They're all mixed up. For me to have to look at Oh my, for, for me, hey listen, for me to have to pay, why would you do that? To send my young person to a college, and I wouldn't do it anyway. But to take out a loan, although if we have a prison like this, you'll pay it off anyway. I mean, or I'll pay it off in my taxes. But to send them off to college like that, so they can sit there and learn that, that, that their life doesn't matter, uh, that, that the, the baby in the womb of its mother is just a little parasitic tissue, uh, that we came from monkeys somewhere. I'm not doing that, man. I'm not buying that junk. I've never one time thrown a deck of cards out, and they fell 
fell in order. I've never seen anybody cast dominoes and they fall in line. You're trying to tell me this world is a mistake that just got flung out of nowhere by accident and everything's perfectly ordered. Man, you're crippled too high for crutches. Amen. You got enough room to land a plane between your ears. You got something wrong upstairs. I don't want to get around you. I'm not buying into that. It is not your truth. It is not my truth. It is not your truth, internet friends. It is God's truth. He's the only source of truth. Wrap yourself up in truth. I don't mind if we have to battle that from the outside because it's expected. But you should never cause us to battle that from within. We shouldn't have to fight bathroom disorders from within. We shouldn't have to fight dress disorders from within. Amen. We shouldn't have to be answering your evolution questions from within. I expect to battle from without. But you and I are supposed to buy the truth and sell it not. Number one, truth perceives. You'll see things that others don't with the truth. Number two, truth protects. It'll protect you. And number three, I like this one the best. Truth brings peace. He said, you know the truth, it'll set you free. That crowd out there that has their truth is the most unstable, vicious, mean, hateful crowd you'd ever meet. Why? They're living life their way. They ought to have the most fun out of anybody. They have no standard but their own, and yet they're the most dissatisfied people in the world. You know why? Because error does not help you sleep at night. But thank God you can fill your head with truth. Tonight, you better make a decision. If you're going to stand, you start with truth. Let's bow our heads just for a moment. We'll have an invitation. Maybe you just want to come pray. Maybe you ought to come pray for the young people especially that God would protect their minds. They're the ones that... It's, it's funny. We, we, we teach these fairy tales to our children, and, and they'll believe them. Children believe things a lot easier than it. That's why they target children with all this weird stuff today. They know they can get them easier. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.